0: hear that
1: what's that it means we're back baby another episode god damn we back we back once again welcome to real nerd hours your favorite slice of life podcast yeah Uh, ostensibly ostensibly about nerd shit uh anime music movies video games and life yeah you know it you know what it is you know what it was when you signed up <laughs> yeah a little yeah. bit of drake for that ass i i swear that song is my anthem for a good minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah same same yeah i every at evo that year that it came out i kept saying to people would you fuck me for free <laughs> the answer Another was no one well
0: (laughs) do it for about a hundred bucks though it's not a bad rate
1: (laughs) oh fuck see a nice lady in the lobby see see an e-celeb standing around would you fuck me for free (laughs) god damn
0: I mean really then the song is about how you shouldn't fuck for free so you know
1: yeah, it is. But the sample—have uh, yeah. you heard the original song that that was sampled no, from? No, actually, I haven't. It's it's something else. I bet. <laughs> it's it it would be like uh, now it it hasn't aged well, uh-huh. so it would be something like a Migtal anthem. Oh man, yeah, because you you would be listening to it, and it's like to all my fellas out there that I ever spent cash for ass, and and it's it's more or less about how Ocknell doesn't want to spend money. To have sex with people. Like, he doesn't want to pay for your drinks at the club. He doesn't want to nah. do all kinds of shit in order to have sex with you. Nah. And that's why the chorus is Would you fuck me for free? Got it. You know, there's ways to
0: flex in the club without spending your own money. It's called having a rich friend and then getting a side <laughs> piece.
1: <laughs> uh, it's called not going to the club.
0: Also, that. I mean, shit. Pardon you know, me. you could just get really jacked and then post your shit on instagram or something and then you'll get thirsty women coming through
1: yeah you know i wonder i wonder how true that is
0: uh we can ask some of our jacked friends and (laughs) by the sounds
1: of it it's pretty true (laughs) oh dude and the like most of those dudes are so zenned out like they don't even give a fuck about that stuff
0: well yeah when like when something isn't an issue in your life you don't care about it. Like, if you're rich as hell, it's like, yeah, I'll spend 100 bucks, whatever. You know, similar concept here. If you're getting pussy left and right, you're not going to be like, oh, no. How will I get laid this weekend?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. God damn. Yeah. Your boy's about to go his own way. <laughs> <laughs> go your own
0: way into the gym and then onto Instagram.
1: <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it that's the way to do it yeah Uh, all right so coming up on today's show uh we have an interview with streamer destiny Stephen bonnell the second yeah um unfortunately i don't know why i did this i cut it out early and i forgot to get like the thank you in on the recording at least whoops as well (laughs) as like where can people find you but luckily i know where to find them
0: yeah we'll uh we'll just plug into his stuff manually <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly um you watch anything
0: but uh, yeah actually i've been uh i've been marathoning dragon ball the original series oh cool yeah i don't even remember what kind of like inspired me to start watching it again but i had seen most of the series but i hadn't ever like sat down and watched it from start to finish so yeah now that's what i'm doing and it's really weird. Like, it's so different from Dragon Ball Z or GT or Super. Like, it's actually closest to Super, if anything, because it's very—it's not as serious. But like, yeah, that that show is more like comedy adventure than anything else, really. And it's—it's it's fun. Like, it's a fun series. Um, it's definitely it has its flaws, but yeah, it's. I don't know why Z got all crazy like it did if it was <laughs> using Dragon Ball as its template. Granted, I haven't finished the series yet. It's like a hundred twenty something episodes long. I'm on to like thirty. Uh huh. But yeah, I also forgot how much fan service there was. Oh yeah, with fucking Bulma. Yeah, that's like all she is in the first few episodes. Is like she's just tits and ass. Yeah, and it's not even. It's not. It's not nearly to the same level as like that she animes are now where it's like giant breasts bouncing around with every step. And like when a girl breathes, there's jiggle. No, obviously, you know, this is a much older series. That wasn't a thing back then, but like half of her character is a foil for the male characters because they're all perverts. And like, that's
1: <laughs> go figure.
0: Yeah. Like it's a plot device. Yes. But it also didn't have to be written
1: that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the transition from the end of Dragon Ball like towards the end of it into mm-hmm. Z makes sense yeah like a little bit uh, whereas like in Dragon Ball Z it kind of it's kind of trying to stay true to the roots of Dragon Ball in that there's a lot of training. And everything is essentially a fighting tournament. Yeah. Where there's like nobody jumping into a fight or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, 1v1 me, Scrub. Yeah. <laughs> I see you on Namek. There you go. 1v1 me, bruh. But yeah. it's, it tries to stay true to that kind of shit. Yeah.
0: But like, thus far, the longest fight was Jackie Chun versus Goku, which did kind of drag a bit. I feel like that fight went on too long. But then there's like one training arc thus far and it's two episodes, you know, like things are just kind of at an accelerated pace, especially in comparison to Z where it's like, oh, the training arc. Well, that's an arc. That's a whole fucking season. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where it just cuts back to the hyperbolic time chamber, yep. and he's just doing push-ups for fucking forty episodes. Yep. It's really weird how they were able to milk that so well. They
0: really were,
1: and it's I, I understand now that they've they've gone through and like edited down the episodes. Yeah, in Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah, exactly. But it's still long.
0: Yeah, it's still like over a hundred episodes before they even beat Frieza. So well, it's probably. Probably less than
1: that, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's not, a bit it's hyperbolic, fi- like the time chamber. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, how do the arcs go? It's uh raditz Yeah, first it's raditz then and, it's like
0: training for the Saiyans to come. Yeah, and then the Saiyans come, mm-hmm. and then it's like kind of the aftermath, and then they go to Namek,
1: uh-huh. which is
0: a long fucking thing. So first, it's like <laughs> okay, let's let's try and find the Dragon Balls, and like it's just um gohan krillin and bulma and like they're just kind of running around not fighting anything <laughs> yeah and then like then they end up teaming up with vegeta because then they run into the ginyu force and then goku comes and then that's a whole thing and, and then, then they're then fighting frieza. frieza
1: yeah the ginyu force was like 30 episodes wasn't yeah, it was long it was long as fuck because you you meet like few of them at a time yeah and then uh captain ginyu is turned into a frog or he turns somebody else into a frog well he switches their body into a frog he
0: he switches with goku Mm -hmm. and then switches back for some reason and then he's trying to switch into vegeta and then goku tosses a frog in front of him Ah, yeah
1: yeah 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 and then oh boy and then there are a few episodes there with him as a frog yeah and (laughs) it's uh, that show god damn yeah they tried to work in like action and comedy in a way that didn't really work that well yeah i mean sometimes the comedy is
0: fun but it's like it, it oftentimes it's so out of place or then there's like filler episodes that are just straight comedy yeah but you're so used to like hey the world is gonna blow up like (laughs) deathly serious somebody's
1: planet is gonna blow
0: right yeah someone's fucking dying and it's not more it's, it's more than one person and then it's like okay cool you know there's some impending doom you probably don't need to learn how to drive yeah exactly you can just fly
1: everywhere yeah that's the weirdest part they like go through like weird things i mean granted maybe he's got to drive groceries from the grocery store or some shit he could still just fly like yeah
0: he's not superman about it he's he shows off his powers in public
1: yeah exactly and like oh god it the way that things are handled are so weird in that in that show yeah thinking about it yeah but you know i I guess it's better than gt (laughs) GT was just bad. Yeah, it was kind of a mess all around.
0: I think I'm also going to rewatch GT because that's one I hadn't seen. I definitely haven't seen all of GT. Mm-hmm. But what I watched of it, I was just kind of like, eh. eh. I also really hated a lot of the character designs in that show, especially Trunks. His outfit is just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, it's a brown long sleeve shirt, white shorts, green socks,
1: purple scarf. No big. <laughs> I don't even remember
0: what it was it's like. Mess. I probably got the colors wrong or a little inverted, but it's a mess. Don't worry.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And oh, man. Ah, was Say-A-Man. that was that GT? That was in Z. Oh yeah. Okay. It was around the Boo saga. Mm. Embarrassing.
0: Yeah. And I, I embarrassing. really don't like what they did with with Gohan post Cell. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, at the time of Cell, he was the strongest around. And then he just goes straight into bitch mode.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how that happened.
0: I mean, he'd stop fighting, I guess, but... But why? Because Chi-Chi. That's stupid. <laughs> but I feel like when you're that good at something, you should at least keep up the skill. Like, you don't have to get better. Like, I imagine Goku would, ima- would still just get better just because he's obsessed with it. Same with Vegeta. Same with Piccolo.
1: But everyone, same with everybody except for Gohan
0: well no I mean I could see Krillin Yamcha, Tien, well no Tien kept it up but like Krillin
1: just grew his hair out yeah. and pretended not to fight anymore, He's smashing his
0: android yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean you should at least maintain like Gohan was
1: way weaker as an adult than he was as a teen Yeah, and I'm not for it, me neither it was fucking horse shit yep, anyway I didn't watch anything Yeah. (laughs) So I guess this is a good time to just roll into the interview. Hey. And away we go. So we're here right now with a very special guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your man, young, young Stephen Bonnell the <laughs> second. Oh, the second, not even junior. No, no, the second man. Yeah, okay. keep it, keep it real. I like yeah, it. <laughs> One thousand. Uh, he is a prolific streamer. You may have seen him on Twitch, uh, broadcasting, or maybe even on YouTube, depending on who you watch, uh, debating against maybe uh, a group of. Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, so Steven, uh, the reason why we wanted to have him on is because he's got a long history with not only esports, but with streaming.
2: Yeah, I guess, um, basically a long time ago, the, um, I was talking to a friend, uh, well, Kyle, actually, I, I used to play a lot of video games, obviously, growing up, and we played video games with a lot of friends after school and whatnot. And one of the big things was that, that I've always been kind of like funny or entertaining to play games with generally. And Kyle was talking about how there are some people that do like these weird live stream things. And this is a long time ago, like (laughs) eight years ago, which is like ancient internet history. And, you know, I looked into it a little bit and it was kind of interesting and I thought I'd try it. And there was a whole lot of effort and work that went into setting up those early streams. But yeah, I mean, I eventually got everything set up and Started streaming, and then um, my main game was StarCraft Two originally because I'd played like 10 years of Brood War. And after playing that for a ton of time, I was kind of sort of semi-pro, never like fully pro. Like There were points in my career where I could take games off of anybody, maybe sets off of anybody, I don't know. Um, but I, I was always more focused on like the streaming ends of things, so my professional playing kind of probably suffered as a result of that.
1: Do you think that, if in retrospect, do you think you would have focused more on the esports like competitive aspect or do you think you would have just kept things the way that they are if you had the opportunity to go back and change some stuff?
2: Oh no, I'm I'm always like insanely pragmatic when it comes to anything career related <laughs> and I'll always take like guaranteed paychecks over more uh variable stuff, you know. If I fuck my practice up or miss a game, like there's just too much pressure. Um as a younger man, maybe a childless man, um I wouldn't mind taking those types of risks. But as somebody that has a child and needs a stable income and I just I'm a big stability kind of person. I like having stable paychecks. I don't know if I'm the kind of guy that would sacrifice everything to make like a big play, you know, that's
0: yeah, that's definitely a big thing when it comes to trying to go pro. Did you ever like did you ever compete in smaller tournaments just to like win some easy cash?
2: Um. Well, not really, because StarCraft Two was so like cash starved. This is kind of a funny oh, thing. Was that, like even like the fifty dollar tournaments, you'd have like the best players in the world would be showing up to some of these online So yeah, there was <laughs> there was no easy cash in the early days. But like even like winning money playing games was like mind blowing back then. You know, it was yeah. a huge fucking deal. The fact that you could play in some fifty dollar tournament and take home like twenty five bucks is like blow your fucking <gasps> mind. So, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a way different landscape back then. So definitely
1: so speaking of speaking of how different the landscape is like when you when you were initially streaming you had to like use adobe oh what was it it was this adobe uh piece of software that was essentially yep. like a flash it was
2: capture. called flash media live encoder oh yes. that was a fucking you talking about ptsd holy shit <laughs> did you do that streaming tech back then
1: yeah i tried i tried a little bit of streaming back in the day Uh, my internet was way too slow for it so i and you remember
2: the fucking pain you had flash media live encoder you'd have to download an h264 encoder or or, yeah you'd have to download an h264 encoder plug it into that you'd have to download um i think i used camtasia but something to like capture the screen then you had to have instances of virtual audio cable running just to add the audio oh my god it was it was impossibly complicated like holy shit and on top of all of that if you had a problem nobody could fucking help you because there weren't like forums full of people that you know all (laughs) use this streaming shit like oh my god it was People don't realize like how, and then we were doing this all on like I like back in the day it was like three hundred kilobits per second, which is like what we use for audio now. Like that was your that was your total fucking bandwidth. And I remember my first streaming processor was an E sixty seven fifty. This is an Intel Duo Core. Like yeah, this shit was insanely fucking difficult to do. You had to be like a tech wizard to just figure out how to get all your shit set up and start streaming.
1: Yeah, it was a huge pain in the dick. That's why I eventually gave it up. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) oh man. As far as like the like the growth uh, over the years that you've experienced in your streaming career, like even the last four years, for instance, when uh, I that's around the time that Twitch popped up, right? About four years ago,
2: I think so. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I think I grew pretty steadily through the StarCraft 2 years, and that's probably when I kind of like peaked in terms of consistent like streaming viewer numbers. As StarCraft 2 was the most popular game, and I was the most popular streamer playing the game, that was kind of like the the height of like my consistent like five or six thousand I think views a stream. And then since then, I kind of had to transition out of games, which I thankfully did pretty early, because um, a lot of people didn't survive that transition from StarCraft 2. There were a lot of guys that were way bigger than me in StarCraft 2 in terms of overall popularity that kind of fettered out once the game died but um yeah after that i've kind of you know i have my little spurts of growth and i have like my core consistent fan base and finally growing a youtube following and whatnot Um, and now i'm getting a lot more popular doing the political stuff so
1: oh boy the political memes yeah oh yeah uh i've been so full disclosure i guess i've been watching you since about uh late 2016 uh, around the athene memes oh god Uh, yeah yeah, so uh, like I'm I have a not to say that I've been super consistently watching, but I have like a, a familiarity with you as far as uh some of the political stuff goes. And like do you do you have any idea like what helped your um kind of political leanings like evolve in the way that they have
2: over the last few years? Um I mean, like, that's a pretty big question, Um, I guess. uh, (laughs) To start really basic, I guess, growing up, I was ultra-conservative, ultra-conservative. I went to a Catholic um, grade school, and then I went to a Catholic high school, and my mom is very, the most conservative type of person that you'll ever see, very insane, like, things like Seth Rich was probably personally executed by Hillary Clinton, like, insanely (laughs) conservative. Um. And then um, I was—I grew up pretty conservative. I made my change from being a Christian to being atheist when I was like sixteen, seventeen. Um, along with those changes, part of the shit that I read was—I um, don't know—are you familiar with Ayn Rand? Uh, a little bit of atlas shrug short story anthem a little bit of objectivism so i started to become like a big like libertarian guy and then i kept that kind of libertarianism with me as i grew into streaming and then i think that just kind of like um life experiences and becoming a little bit more well-rounded a little bit more educated on certain topics has kind of pushed me into a more left-leaning position um yeah and that's kind of where i sit right now i think Uh, Full disclosure, I also used to watch a lot of like
1: fucking Sargon of Akkad and like Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Thunderfoot and just like a bunch of uh, anti-feminist channels and shit. And Mm -hmm. like in in recent years, uh, it's kind of it's been a lot of personal growth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you like I've grown a bit and like it's weird to like kind of look back in retrospect and, and and see that YouTube is essentially just like at least a lot of the political chat on there is, like, hugely right-leaning. And yeah. it's it's interesting to see, like, you, um, ContraPoint's H-Bomber guy and Sean Jen, and a few other people kind of, like, coming out and uh, kind of facing down some of the, the people that are on there that are more popular, uh, oddly enough. And, like, I just want to say, at least I appreciate it uh, <laughs> to, like, to see that there's, like a uh, contrary point of view to some of the stuff that's that's being talked about online. Um, so you're doing the Lord's work, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, I wanted to uh, to ask. A lot of those right leaning YouTube types, they really focus on like the, oh, I'm a master of logic and I only believe in facts and statistics and, you know, but they have a tendency to skew the facts.
2: What do you yeah, not even, um, not even that. I just think they don't understand a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll accept yeah. that as well.
0: But you know, like the, like Ben Shapiro, you know, you mm-hmm. can destroy anything with facts and logic and you know, that's, that's his claim to fame as it were. But yet I see when you do your political stuff, you kind
2: of take a similar approach, just you come to a different conclusion. Why do you? No, think that- I don't take a similar approach at all. Ben Shapiro is like the actual version of what people accuse me of being. A lot of people will say that like <laughs> uh, like Destiny is only debating because he can speak quickly or whatever, and like. I, yeah, I have a tendency to speak quickly. I do. I, I try not to as much, but like I'll sit and break down every point I believe. Like everything I believe is backed by some data point. And I try to have the best, most nuanced understanding possible. Um Ben Shapiro is what I would consider to be a complete and total partisan hack who betrays his level of education. I don't know if he does it intentionally or or what, but in terms of like the way that he breaks down issues is just so stupid and one dimensional that it hurts to listen to him talk about it. (laughs) Um, and like, we can go like a million, like there's a million different things on, on on like how like people just don't ask the right questions. So like, like here's a very common one. Um, uh, we we can even make this personal, okay, to, to black people, right? Somebody will say something like, I'm um, like, okay, well, black people have problems in the United States. And it's like, okay, well, this is largely true. So why is that? And the answer that somebody like Sargon will give will just say, like, well, their culture is bad. It's like, okay, well, let's accept that. Why is that? Nobody ever wants to go right. the next level deeper, right? It's like, well, I don't think it's nice why black people treat cops bad, it. And it's like, okay, I can kind of agree with that. Why do you think they do it? And like, well, I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, you're saying they do it, but white people don't. So either you think it's like a genetic thing, which a lot of fucking people apparently believe these <laughs> are, or you need to have another reason, but nobody will go deep in that. Or yeah. we can talk about like the wage gap, you know, like the, the wage gap between men and women. It exists. Now, some people will point out like, well, the wage gap actually only exists because people choose different jobs. Like, okay, cool. Why do people choose different jobs? This is right. the next question we ask. Right? There's a million different examples. Ben Shapiro does a thing where it's like, you only need to do three things to become successful, blah, blah, blah. And like one of those things is like, a um, like get married before you have children. It's like, okay, well. People don't just get married to become successful. Generally, people are already successful when they get married. This is like really well researched stuff. Like th- nobody is like debating this topic. Like you can you can you can Google right now if you have a screen in your podcast, like whoa, 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 marriage hold rich on. People. Google is a Marxist training camp <laughs> <Yeah>. search. <laughs> that's engine that's like, a whole <laughs> other thing where every Google source becomes like left leaning and biased. And was like, okay, dude, like I can't talk to you, like you're gonna machine gun out like Breitbart links at me and I can't like respond with anything because it's all like tainted and yeah. But yep. yeah, like, there's this really one dimensional view of like society and like all these analyses are so immature and it's just these really dumb kind of talking points and it's like, just dig like one level deeper, you know, like somebody will even like unironically say like, well, here's something that rich people do that poor people have a hard time doing, making bad choices, okay? Wh- rich people seem to have a really easy time not getting pregnant before marriage or at young ages. It's like, okay, well, firstly, if you're wealthy, you have forms to better forms of contraceptives like contraceptive pills or IUDs because condoms fucking suck. But even like condoms, you have better Forms you have access to it because you can pay for it. Two, you have things to do besides fuck, right? When you're wealthy and you're in fucking extracurricular activities, and your mom buys you the latest Xbox or PS7 or your computer and all that shit, you know you don't need to fuck all the time. You know to have fun. You know when you're less well wealthy, you know you do other stuff to have fun. Um, three, if you do fuck around. There are so many more ways to get out of it. You've got adoption as a real option. You can just get an abortion. You can pay for plan B. There's a lot of other things when you're wealthy where you don't necessarily have the same consequences. You know, when I cleaned carpets and I got pulled over for a speeding ticket, that shit sent me back a fucking month in my finances. It would destroy me. <laughs> Nowadays, I'll go 95 down the highway, get a ticket for reckless driving, pay 500 bucks for a lawyer, and get it played down to like a fucking traffic bullshit. Like it doesn't even matter. Like, because you have money and it's totally different. Like, I'm sorry. These types of like one-dimensional analyses like really fucking irritate me. And Ben Shapiro, his and everything he says is littered with it. And he just never debates anybody smart enough to call him out. It's always like really emotional people, like the Chen guy from the Young Turks, or stuff oh, like yeah. that, was, or, or random college students that yeah. he destroys with like his fucking bullshit ass fact. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> <laughs> oh,
0: I, I enjoyed I enjoyed your passion on that because I feel the same way. Like we've brought this up on the show before. You know, we try not to get too political, but, you know, we have a a pretty mixed bag of political leanings within our listeners. And what I try and tell them without, like, getting too specific is, like, look, do your own research. Don't take everything at face value. If you know what you're talking about, you'll understand that these people aren't as bulletproof as you think. Like, you you can listen to Ben Shapiro and think, wow, he's so smart, but it's like... You know, he really distorted a lot of facts there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And he, he like does yeah. fast and loose with the numbers
2: sometimes. very yeah. fast and, loose. and we'll and we'll misquote like things like did you know that transgender people that go through uh, surgery, you know their rates of suicide are almost the same as normal? And it's like, okay well, why do you think that is you know the people that are so desperate that they would get surgery, the people that don 't fit in the most that need it, the fact that they live longer than people that don 't get surgery means they 're going to be more sick. like there's a million other ways that's included <laughs> in that very study that he cites it's like that that saying that you said is also something that really irritates me sometimes too is um a lot of people um I, and I notice that. Um, I'm not trying to go full SJW here cause I'm, I'm really not, but like a lot of white people do this shit. This pisses me off a lot when, um, when players started to take a knee during the NFL game, every time I hear a white guy say some shit like, can't we just not have politics for one day? Like, I just want to watch the football game and not deal with politics. And it's like, don't you think that like the people that are complaining about shit that goes on every day in America wish that they could just like take a break from being like black for a day or yeah. take a break from being like a woman for a day or take a break from being in some shitty city? Like, you, the fact that you can't even deal with somebody kneeling during a fucking game like reeks of, of entitlement. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that, that like, how are people supposed to? To protest in this country like holy fuck like people write you get mad people march you get mad people fucking like say something publicly and you get mad at the oscars you're raging people take a fucking knee during an nfl game they get mad. what the fuck are we supposed to do to, you're like, supposed to agree Jesus. with them and just smile yeah. and take it. holy shit when people unironically say like like i'll bring up something like you know jim crow laws had a disproportionate like that was legalized segregation like dude that was like 50 years ago it's like the fuck man like <laughs> That's my like parents, somebody's fucking turret. During during it's like these. a parent. Like, how are you going to say that's not relevant to anything? And then it's like, really? And then towards the end of this, because I don't do these, but this one is it's hard not to get real fucking personal. Because when some fucking retard or idiot, sorry, comes on to like my stream and he's starting to spout off, so like, well, people just need to make better choices. Blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, who the fuck are you? Okay. Because if you're like, are you shredded as fuck? You go to the gym every day? Why don't you make that choice? What's your diet like? Why don't you make that choice? How much money you make? What? 30, 40K? What the fuck? Why didn't you choose to be a fucking millionaire where'd you go to school at why did not you choose to get a harvard scholarship what do you do for work why didn't you choose to be a high power fucking attorney what did you like where are your excuses for being an underachieving like no life habit motherfucker because here you are right born into middle class not having to do shit your whole fucking life criticizing a whole class of people that have the same opportunities as you and you've done fuck all with them you're on here with a fucking video game streamer arguing with me on on the fucking (laughs) microphone and you have nothing to fucking show for it like what the fuck is wrong with you come on dude have some perspective (laughs)
1: what's what's your favorite topic to cover like of of everything that you've covered in the past from like uh, quantum chromodynamics to, oh God! whatever.
2: To, <laughs> Nothing to, is like there are no good topics because everybody's just like really stupid. It sounds like mean to say, but like <laughs> uh, like I'm not I don't consider like for reference, I don't consider myself to be exceptionally smart at all. Like I most of my information comes from like Wikipedia or Google Scholar. Like I just read studies and then I do like this is the information that I take and I form an opinion around it or I get, get somebody else's opinion if it's an expert opinion about it. And then I look to argue it with people or have them change my mind. But like um, like as an example um we had the gun debate recently right with the school shooting and shit i got dragged on to a baked alaska show with some guy um i don't know some dude that's something i haven't heard in a little bit baked alaska yeah um christ i want to say like joe joe pug or joe something i don't know he's a pretty big guy i should remember the name but like um they brought in this other guy to make an argument and he was like um things like uh, australia's gun crime hasn't fallen at all after they enacted the gun ban and it's like okay I don't think that's true. I've seen these numbers before. Can you link me what you're talking about? And so the guy's like, yeah, hold on one second. And so he throws his stat at me where you look at the absolute number of homicides in Australia over the past 30 years and they stayed about constant. And it's like, okay, this is the absolute number of homicides. Hasn't Australia's population like almost doubled? And, he's, <laughs> and, and like unironically, okay, so, so I say like this is usually when we look at crime stats, looking at like uh, homicides per 100,000 people It's like generally what I'm familiar with. And the guy's like, oh... So you want to make the per capita argument, huh? What? (laughs) And I'm like, so then, and I have to to move into like grade school terms. Like, okay, well let's say, and I think the example is, let's say there was a country with 100 people and 10 people died. Then let's say that country grew to 1000 people and then 10 people were killed. Would you say the amount of crime increased, stayed the same or decreased and why? And I have to like go through these really basic, (laughs) like how are we (laughs) supposed to argue like data points and like complex, like high level topics when we don't even have an agreement on like what counts as like real data. Jesus.
0: Oh Elementary that's, school
1: debate, huh? That's tough. That's super tough. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, all
0: right. That's oh. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad someone like him has a platform and can speak to the world and people will listen to him. I'm glad that exists.
1: <laughs> that's the craziest part to me like how the fuck are you out here you're not able to like I don't know, just look at data and be able to like eh, tell what it's saying. Yeah. At all. And then you've got an audience of like 400,000 people watching you and they agree with you channel. and they agree. And they agree. It's fucking mind boggling of <laughs> moving away from politics and going back to streaming. Uh, so in in your eight years time, like how how have you how do you feel you've built your community? I mean, like combining video games and the, the political chat, like do you pretty well? Do you feel like you've curated that at all or is oh, yeah. it just by chance?
2: No, no, I'm hardcore. I was hardcore strict in the early days about like what I wanted in my chat room. Like once you hit like a thousand viewers on a stream, like most chat rooms devolve into like a shit show of emote spam and whatnot. And I never tolerate that. I always tell people to fuck off with that shit. I either ban them or tell them to take it elsewhere. Like I always Good. wanted actual conversation happening in my chat. Good. Um, yeah. And I think I have like, I think I have like one of the most active, well, I know I have one of the most, it used to be the most active, um, subreddit on, of any streamer, even if streamers are like five times larger than me didn't have subreddits as big as mine. And I love the conversation and everything that goes on there. So I'm really happy with how everything is right now.
0: All right. That's good. Yeah, I, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I, I watch Twitch fairly often. And one of the streamers that I'll catch every once in a while is uh Clint Stevens. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a fun guy. You know, I enjoy yeah. his stuff, but his chat room is sh- pure cancer. It's, you know, yeah. it's straight out of 4chan kind of stuff. And, you know, he kind of supports that. Like, he just lets that go. Mm-hmm. And I'm so used to seeing, like, if there's Anything remotely referenced towards black people, it's just try hard spam and like, come on, bro. Just like the entire chat just like floods that. And yeah. then I'm watching final round yesterday, uh, fighting mm-hmm. game tournament over in Atlanta. And there's none of that. And that's that's just the different community. Like, well, I guess we're used to seeing black people and <laughs> 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 like that's just probably- not a thing
1: there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the this is always like a huge. I have to do this speech so many fucking times. The big problem with this is that like, if you are a white straight guy, this is how this is the best example that I can give. Okay, let's say that somebody comes into a room and they want to make fun of me, and I'm and they know that I'm white, they know that I'm straight, and they know that I'm male. There's not really anything that you can say. You have to get to know me to like really insult me, like mm. like you know, like cracker, like okay, oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, um. If I walk into a room and I know that you're a woman, I've got a million jokes right off the bat. You know, like go to the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Like why you've been in here? I thought this was educated people only. Like you're fucking, <laughs> you stupid as fuck. You dumb <laughs> fucking bitch. Like what's wrong you're on your period? There's a million things, aside, right? If you're a black person or an Asian person, you've got a million different racial slurs, historical things. But like as a white person, you're pretty, you're pretty much untouchable like in those terms. So when people, um, so when you see um, somebody on the screen um, do something where they take something out of somebody's pocket, and everybody in chat starts spamming tryhard. It's really hard for a white person naturally to understand like why that's a problem. Did you ever see the movie Get Out? Yes. Yeah. Like, and it it even goes deeper because like I loved I loved the racism in Get Out because it was the perfect type of racism where like um when 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 the guys were complimenting the black person, it's like a combination of like the person is trying to be nice. But it's also simultaneous, like really condescending. But like, if you call them out on it, you just look like a dick, right? Like somebody's like, "Oh wow, like you're very athletic," or like for black people might hear like, "Wow, you're very well spoken." You're so articulate. Like, articulate. Yeah, you're articulate. <laughs> oh. It's like, thanks. Did you think I was a fucking retard? Like, what do you mean? I'm <laughs> like, like that's some shit you say to like your kid that graduated like special ed. Like, wh- how, why are you saying this? Like, but like you can't say that because like yeah. well, all I did was compliment you. And, then you just, and it's like this weird fucking world of like. It's so real. That's so fucking real. T- yeah. when when
0: my very white girlfriend showed a photo of me to her very very white family like Mm -hmm. all of them were like, Oh, he's so exotic. Oh, he's a spicy one.
2: Isn't he? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's like really hard. Like, and there are ways that you can compliment people or say things about race or not that doesn't come off as like fetishizing or like objectifying. Like, but it's like such a hard line to walk. And it's not even where, if somebody like does, isn't even like on this level, like you can't possibly, you know, like describe these issues. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really hard, but like the problem is that like as a straight white guy, there's nothing that you can tell me that I can like really relate to, to like make you, to make me understand that thing, you know? Um, so it's like a really hard thing, you know? Like for, for some, and especially cause like you, here's something that people don't understand, um, at all. And that is, um, time, right? Time is like the ultimate factor of everything in your life and nobody knows it. So for instance, if I ask you hundred thousand dollars, a lot of money, um, uh, the answer is usually yes. Okay. Well, what about a hundred thousand dollars over 50 years? Right. Well, the time factor like changes that so much, you know, um, is somebody calling you, is somebody calling you a racial slur, a big deal? Like if there was a black person, And the only thing they ever dealt with in their life was a person calling them a racial slur one time probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's like the, the compounded shit that you deal with every single day And it becomes like one factor of it. So like when something sets you off for it, say you're a woman and somebody makes the 50 millionth, make me a sandwich joke. And you're like, I really hate it when people do this. Like, how do you explain this to me? Because then all I would say is like, well, what's the problem? It's just to make a sandwich joke. Like if somebody made that joke to me, I wouldn't be offended, right? As a white person, if somebody called me a racial slur, it doesn't offend me. It's like, okay, but you don't have to deal with this every single fucking waking moment of your life, you know? If you're yeah. a cashier, if you've ever worked in customer service, when somebody's made that joke, like, well, it didn't ring up. You know, it, it looks like I get it for free. free. <laughs> and it's like, you might think that's funny, but as a cashier, if you hear that, you want to fucking kill yourself when you've heard it <laughs> a million fucking time, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I deal with that pretty often, actually. I had somebody in one of the chats that I moderate uh, mm-hmm. use the N-word and they're a white person, and I kicked them for it. And I had to explain to them like, look, it's not necessarily like me being offended about it because like, I don't really care. It's more so about setting up a community where people can feel comfortable yeah, and they don't, they don't feel like they're going to be constantly assaulted by dog shit memes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, and granted, like I don't want people saying the F word either in, in Mm -hmm. a lot of communities because it's like dog, like the point here is to be welcoming to people. And like, if, if this community can act as one way, like an escape for people to come to when they're feeling stressed out and not be reminded of like all the dog shit that they have to put up with constantly, then I will, then that's what this needs to be. Counterpoint. What if... People are tired of spaces where they can't say the N-word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all Mother's I speech. hear. When people say shit, when people are like, I'm so tired of political correctness, all I hear is like, why can't I just fucking say it all the time? I just want to call black people fucking, you know, I just want to say it all the time. Like, that's all I hear now. Like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem very hard to me to be politically correct. Like, is, is it really that hard? It's really it's not like, difficult. <laughs> There's, like, another thing that I understood. Like, people are like, well, I, you know, I'm not political. I like racial humor. It's like, I love racial humor. I love all sorts of fucking edgy humor. But I don't want to walk into a community where we make a million fucking black jokes and no jokes about, like, say, like, white people. And no jokes about, like, anything else. Like, okay, like, at some point, you know, like, and people talk about, like, it's like, you know, like, well, you know, it's just humor. It's just a joke, dude. And it's like, okay. But, like, and a lot of people get mad at me for saying this, But, like, the type of humor that you find funny is, is it, it, it reflects inner beliefs that you have like
1: yeah in order to find a joke funny you have to agree with the yeah you, there's a extent. there has
2: to be an element of truth to it you know yeah. like nobody makes a joke about a jewish person being stupid like, nobody would laugh <laughs> at a joke like that. But when you make a joke about a Jewish person being greedy, well, that joke is funny. Why is it funny? Because it speaks to some inner belief you have that maybe Jewish people are greedy, mm. or if it's about <laughs> black people in crime or being dumb, or blondes being stupid, or whatever. Like, there's, you know, like the fact that you get all, like, I love the idea of this mythical um, 4chan user, this mythical poll poster, this guy that gets home to like his Mexican wife and he's black, and then he gets onto his computer on 4chan and he just shitposts about how black people are genetically inferior. And he's like, oh, well, that's it's just the type of humor I like. Oh you know it. and then they, they ring It's like, no, like come on, dude. Like what do you think the kinds of communities people are? Like yeah God.
1: Yeah. It's it's fucking laughable at times. Yeah. But like it, in in a lot of ways, like I I think that uh I, I guess moving away from that topic. Um, uh-huh. one one of the things that I really appreciate about your community is that it's full of people who are actually like smart. It's it's like a quote unquote intellectual people where they can have like actual consistent arguments and they can back it up with data rather than saying like, oh, you're so gay or something (laughs) like that.
2: Like This is still the optimistic part of me and I don't know how much longer this is going to last, but I think that everybody has the capacity to do this. It's just a matter of like, I think that I'm a big believer that people will um, rise up to expectations. If you expect people to act like mature people, I think they'll do it. Um, If your expectation is nothing, then they will rise to that and act like nothing or trash or whatever. So yeah, I'm just really big on like, I try to set the expectations and I do it especially for the opposition. Like Jordan Peterson has been on a big thing in my subreddit lately and I had to make clear like, you guys want to bash Jordan Peterson, like knock yourselves out, but you need to be posting better shit than just jordan peterson as so a fucking moron like i want to see some more substance in here in terms of your critiques of him and people seem to respond pretty well to it i think that most people are capable of it you just have to remind people not to get like circle jerky every now and then oh that's what's yeah. up yeah
0: yeah
1: that's mm-hmm. cool super cool yeah. so with your with with streaming like how long do you think that you're going to be able to like maintain how however many hours a day do you do? like is it like 9 10 over the last few what you were playing like starcraft for like 40 hours straight or something like
2: that That, yeah there was a ridiculous competition i don't know even how i survived doing that but (laughs) yeah that was just like a that was like a one-off conversation thing yeah oh okay so typically it's about like eight or nine
1: hours a day every day or probably about that yeah
2: um it's still really enjoyable to me so it doesn't feel like work yet hopefully it stays that way so
1: Mm. oh man i'm jealous yeah Yeah. it's nice (laughs) (laughs) uh so if you if you had to like suddenly like suddenly if streaming went away and like Uh youtube wasn't an option like what what would you move into
2: i have no idea probably something (laughs) computer or tech related or i don't know it's really hard to say i'm not sure that's yeah (laughs) if
0: if, hypothetically all of your current revenue streams just went up in smoke (laughs)
1: yeah uh so how do you how do you balance your life like knowing that you you yourself are kind of this business and like people people kind of look to look at you like more so as a product rather than like a human and kind of uh treat you as such in some instances
2: Um, I mean, I don't really care. I'm pretty unhuman in terms of the way that I interact with a lot of people. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty much like a loner kind of person. I don't do much in terms of that. So like, it's all fine for me. Um, I'm kind of like, I grew up in in just the way that my mind kind of formed, I'm really well suited to this sign of work. So none of it has ever really bothered me that much.
1: Oh, that's, that's legit. Mm -hmm. What happens if like your, your community starts getting at like one of your friends or something, or like starts making things a little bit personal?
2: Um, I don't usually have that problem. What do you mean? Like what kind of example?
1: Uh let's say like it's me and Chet here. Uh we're mm-hmm. streaming and like people start talking shit about Chet like just relentless, like I don't know. Like chet's not a well, I mean people if Chet says
2: something then he deserves it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How badly did I fuck up? Like what's good. <laughs> no, I mean I'm usually pretty chill on like um I, I we my usually don't have those problems. I'm usually pretty big on pointing out like bullying stuff to chat and whatnot. Um. yeah, that's like a big thing that we've gone through in chat, especially with a lot of different things. I think I have like one of the biggest like trans communities inadvertently that follow me now as a result Ugh. of stuff like this. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it's just, I think that like people by nature, I think are social creatures. It's like how we work as humans, Um, you know, our really evolutionary history. Like we all kind of work together and we we're hunter gatherers and we worked in tribes and whatnot. Like I think that people have a natural inclination to want other people to be happy and to hurt other people, take something It's really fucked up. So if you make people aware Um, like fat jokes right Um, you know tons of people tell fat jokes everybody has a friend that they tell fat jokes to right but what they don't realize is that like even though it might be funny once or twice like just like racism just like sexism like over months you know this kind of stuff can get grating and I think that I don't think people do it because they're like huge assholes I just think they just have no fucking idea you know much and as much as it pains me to say it even things like try hard spam I don't think that everybody that try hard spams is like a huge racist fuck that thinks that black Mm -hmm. people are inherently thieves I think that like they just like they don't really think about like the impact Cause they don't have anything to compare it to, you know, or the guy that makes a, a sandwich joke to a woman in an online game doesn't hate women. He just doesn't really think like, or understand, you know, what kind of an impact does this have on a person? And so like with my community, like I try to make them aware, like, Hey guys, like I know this kind of joking might seem funny, but like, man, this has got to get really fucking old for this guy. And usually people will let up or back off or realize that like, okay, well yeah, we should chill. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So on a completely unrelated subject, I see you got a keyboard there. What's good. <laughs>
2: You, uh, much of a musician or is that someone else in the house? Um, I mean, I went to college for music saxophone and then now I kind of sort of play piano, but yeah.
0: Well, cool. Uh, what kind of, what in saxophone, that's typically more of a jazzy
2: instrument. I know a lot Um, of classical things don't really, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not not, a jazz person at all. uh (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a problem. Like I really enjoy the saxophone as an instrument. I think it's an, it's my favorite woodwind instrument. Um, I just wasn't, I, I just don't hear jazz as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I can appreciate it on like an intellectual level but in terms of like <laughs> listening to my free time there's a couple of jazzy groups that I listen to I don't know how familiar you are with that stuff I'm like very you, familiar I'm a jazz musician myself oh shit oh okay <laughs> yeah <he's a laughs> oh well then trombone. there you go yeah, oh wait really? okay so are you familiar with like Coltrane shit yeah yeah okay sure so like if you put on like a later Coltrane album, like I'll sit there and I'll be like, Okay, or like anything that's like crazy, like y stuff, oh, like, yeah, like, I I just I yeah, don't okay, hear yeah. it at all. But like sure. if you put on like really early, like a, like Miles Davis shit or like um mm. you know, like kind like a classic on like kinda of blue or whatever, like I can hear it and kinda of jive with it and it's like kinda of cool or whatever. Um I, you have to know this group. You you're familiar with Snarky Puppy? Of course. Their shit is really cool. I like yeah. a lot of the stuff that they do. Very accessible. You're familiar with Bad, Bad, Not Good? Oh, yes. Yeah. Their shit is really cool. I'm, yeah. like, really cool with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, a lot okay. of the newer, more... Yeah, is really cool. Let, I'll show you some other
0: stuff that's a little bit more of a deep cut. Because, you know, Snarky Puppy, They're they're really mm-hmm. excellent musicians, but they are kind of pop. Very accessible. Yeah. Very accessible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Which, in, like, the jazz community, like, you have to, like, if you're not hearing, like like I, like. what's your favorite rendition of giant steps or something like you have to yeah. have like these things like fuck like i don't i can't i don't hear any of this like i just can't it just doesn't hit my ear you I, know I even like that. are you do you know who like chris potter is yeah yeah so like as a saxophone player he's maybe like the best living saxophone player a lot maybe of all time i'm not sure but like mm. uh, like he's really fucking good and you know like i'll put him on and it's like Man like he is so good and like his ideas like especially his improv is fucking awesome and I can appreciate it yeah. but I would never yeah. listen to it like for fun in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I feel what you, that. I feel what that. do you play? I play trombone. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh
0: when <laughs> when I was learning like I only play kind of casually at this point. Um mm-hmm. I, I had to choose between art and music for like school and I'm like, eh, there's probably more money in art." Which hey, <laughs> okay. but uh, uh, like I I you know I could dig Miles Davis here and there. Like I liked some of his more upbeat kind of stuff, but like the real like meditative kind of music, I could not get into that. But then on the opposite side was like Charlie Parker, and it's like okay, I appreciate that you're blowing like a thousand notes per second but this is not enjoyable so i also found myself kind of like not really digging like the deep deep jazzy stuff yeah so i know plenty of groups that uh that you'll you'll enjoy i'll do that elsewhere not on this because there's too many to go through (laughs) but uh i'll just say that in the 80s japan was rocking it so uh sure okay yeah
1: that's what's up
0: man yeah 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 um so i i guess what made you decide
2: to uh not pursue that as a uh uh, I had to a quit school because I was working too much through college. I was I was kind of on my own at a since I was like sixteen, seventeen. So I didn't really have parents supporting me or anything. So gotcha, I was working yeah. and doing college at the same time. And like music degrees are brutal. If you yes. Went, if you, <laughs> yes, like, they are. The time spent in class is insane. Like five hours of class time for one credit class. Like I was in class so much. Like I had a friend yeah. that was double majoring that had less class time than I did. <laughs> I and mean, then like performances literally every weekend for jazz ensemble or symphonic windows. I was like, fuck, dude. Like this is such yeah. a time sink. You know.
0: I I I understand there was there was a point in uh, college where I was taking I think nine classes in one semester and it was like 18 credits because so many of those were one credit two credit classes and like Mm -hmm. I was spending so much time just playing music I was playing you know more than six hours a day in class and then of course had to practice outside as well yeah and that was just one semester and I was like okay we're not doing this
2: yeah yeah and then you have like your sectionals like once a week and it's like yeah fuck that dude yeah and
0: then i wasn't even a music major that was just i just decided (laughs) to do that so then my music major friends were like look at this pussy
1: (laughs) jesus christ
0: yeah yeah well you know has that affected anything in your life streaming wise you know has that allowed you to uh appreciate doing music yeah doing music
2: um, I mean, I, I like being a well-rounded person. I think everything you do increases your appreciation for shit. So, and I mean, I do a lot of music stuff on stream. I really enjoy music still. So. That's, that's, that's always yeah. good. This is, all, like, this is all hooked up to my mic. So you can hear like, everything. So, yeah, uh, there you uh, go. <laughs> uh, nice.
1: Nice. Have you, like, I'd imagine that trying to play with somebody else online, just there's too much latency, right?
2: Yeah. Even nice. a small amount of latency is not, like, 100 milliseconds would be destroyed when you can't do it. Yeah.
1: That's a bummer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All
1: right. uh, Let's let's move into like the like the super duper softball stuff. Um, One thing that I like to ask people is like, what's one meal that you refuse to pay for in a restaurant?
2: What? what, Like if they brought it out to you, like just something I would never order or
1: something you would never order ever, ever. Like for me, it's steak or grilled cheese because those are fucking
2: stupid or soup (laughs) Yeah, I guess I would probably have to say any seafood I'm not a big seafood fan which pains me to say because there's a lot of really great seafood yeah there's a lot of really good I think I just haven't had the good seafood stuff that I need to try but yeah I'm just not a big seafood fan I I feel
0: like seafood is an acquired taste like probably it's pretty different from a lot of other
2: like poultry or you know meat Mm -hmm. especially because I live in like the Midwest so the fish here is probably not as great and I've got I'm sure the steaks I eat come from the cows that are literally like fucking two miles from my house right
0: yeah 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 it, it's hard to get into and especially like being more expensive well often in the case it's like why why am i gonna spend you know 15 dollars a pound for this lobster when i can have this nice cut of meat uh-huh. yeah i don't even like lobster that much oh, chill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, top three jrpgs that are alive that are alive what do
2: you mean by alive
1: dead or alive it's just a saying like top oh. five, dead or alive but
2: it's yeah it, gotcha. since
1: they can't live it's not a thing
2: <laughs> um man am i i'm the tripping hard but i would say um i have to say final fantasy 7 good i have to say final fantasy tactics good Wait, wait say- the first one right the first tactics <laughs> not not advanced not advanced too. i don't know what you're talking about excellent (laughs) (laughs) oh you mean that reboot game where they throw snowballs at each other was that a final fantasy tactics game i don't remember that one um and then obviously the metal gear solid games specifically (laughs) metal gear solid 3 yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that shit oh my god Alright, yep. I'm, I'm not even gonna get it. Yep, I'm yep. not even gonna... I, I don't even know why people like those games. Hey, hey, he satisfied oh. me with those answers, <laughs> so we could... <laughs> uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I have a huge beef with Metal Gear because it's just, like, goofy anime story shit. The, game, the games run well. They're, like, mechanically sound, but, like, the story is okay, annoying all right. me so much. Consider
0: this. Consider this. What other game can you spin around a character a bunch of times in, like, the uh costume select screen you unpause and they vomit <laughs> okay. name another game name another game there you go that's why metal gear three solid three rather
1: oh geez yeah Ugh. i wish i wish they made a game that could surpass metal gear <laughs> god that's fuck it all right well anyway what's a, what's something that you um don't think that you could live without at this point like I mean one,
2: anything one- related to my internet probably <laughs> definitely
1: <laughs> Are you still having internet issues with Cox?
2: No, I had to buy another house and move. And now they're fixed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know Yo, that's how you fix your connection issues. Fucking move.
2: Yeah, Optimal's <laughs> fucking good, man.
1: Dude, the monopoly that's set up in the US for, for different telecoms is fucking laughable, man. It's, it's fucking... Laughable.
0: I would say I don't know how it's legal, but I know exactly how it's legal, so... <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck, man again we want to thank destiny for coming on you can find him at twitch.tv destiny or destiny.gg yeah that's his website .gg is a top level domain yeah and yeah
0: if you enjoyed our discussion with him you can find plenty more Anywhere he can be found, yeah, he's not he's, hard to find.
1: Yeah, check out his YouTube channel for some of the political memes we were talking about. Yeah, if you want to want if you want to know more about quantum chromodynamics, <laughs> 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 yeah, just go ahead and check that out. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, it was it was good of him to come on. Uh, future guests include Nine O, uh, who's an am- anime commentator from YouTube, Wooly. Uh, from Super Best Friends podcast, um, Come for you. <laughs> and ooh, a friend of mine he goes by Big Head Code on YouTube, Justin Wang, and Izzy Nobray. I'm just scheduling dates at this point. Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be a long, long road. There's, <laughs> there's, I don't know what order these episodes are gonna air in, but we're gonna be recording them all in pretty short order. So yeah that's gonna be a good time yeah
0: and if you have other suggestions of people that you think would be a good fit let us know we'll try and get in contact with them see what we can pull
1: yeah you know what it's actually kind of funny because when we first started this podcast nobody would respond yeah and, and now it's just like people are just kind of like saying yeah it's really <laughs> weird it's really weird we got that over 50 episode clout <laughs> <laughs> i hope that i hope that's what it is Yeah, yeah or oh God. No, God forbid they actually listened to the first episodes we were doing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Alright. Well anyway, let's get into questions from the subreddit. Yeah. Reddit.com slash R slash real nerd hours and you can hop on there, ask some questions, join in on the conversation. We like to we like to have a little bit of fun.
0: Yeah. XX the X underscore janitor XX.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Bringing it
0: back to the AIM days. Why not? <laughs> Asks, you guys got any tips on getting your nerd friends out of their houses to do shit like kayaking or go to bars? They just want to watch Netflix and play video games every weekend. Keep up the good show. Thanks, buddy.
1: Yeah. That that one is difficult because you kind of were, for most people, when I was more of a shut-in, it was more of a process of easing into it, mm. like becoming more active day by day like hey like hey buddy instead of staying at home all day how about you come with me real quick let's do a short hike and then you can come home take a shower and do whatever you want like hiking hiking is probably a good gateway into things because it's not like a severe time commitment yeah or if you don't have, like, mountains around you or whatever. Just take him for a walk on in the park like he's a dog or some shit. <laughs>
0: Get him out, show him some fresh air. They can meet new people, play with each other.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's surprisingly about just easing into the process. Like, if, if they find something they like, such as, let's say they start liking basketball. Like, you take them to play basketball one time and they're way into it. That's just going to be a gateway into being more active in general. Because... Once you become active, it starts to become kind of a habit yeah. and you get like real antsy inside and, you know, you start to want to be more active.
0: Definitely. Yeah, basically, my experience with the matter is pretty much the exact same thing. I Except I'm kind of the other way around where I was the one that wanted to do stuff. Everyone around me just wanted to play a video games. And I still have friends that are like this. And literally what I do is I just show up to their house. And I would say, like, yo, this is what I'm doing. I'm here. I'll take you. If you really don't want to go, then fine. Stay. But most people, like, when they see you there, it's like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess I'll come. <laughs> well, and th- that will only work a couple of times. But once you, again, once you get into the swing of actually doing this, they'll be less, le- less reluctant. So.
1: And by the way, don't use that technique for trying to get a date.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Unless you like, (laughs) unless you know you're already in there, in which case, yeah, (laughs) in which case you could probably get a date through (laughs) other means anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it also helps if the other way is if you have multiple friends that are active then you can plan something with them and then just like have everyone prod at the friend who's a shut-in be like, Hey, come on. We're going to go camping. Hey, come on. No, it'll be fun. It'll be great. And if everyone does it, usually the peer pressure will get them to crack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys aren't online to play Fortnite with me. Oh, I guess I gotta go. Fine. Oh,
0: that's actually like how we're getting people to see Pacific rim this weekend. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we have one friend who he lives a bit further away So when he can come out to do something, it'll usually motivate more people to come. So it's like, hey, Adam wants to see Pacific Rim. Uh, Oh, fine. If Adam's coming, all right, I'll go. Nice. Juice Campbell asks, have either of you guys ever watched Blazing Transfer Students on Netflix? It's the closest thing I've ever seen to a live action anime. It's so over the top and cringy, yet strangely entertaining that
1: I highly recommend at least watching the first episode i did exactly that oh man i couldn't make it through uh. <laughs> i couldn't make it through i saw this question come up and i was like huh mm, i'll give it a shot yeah, why not but you know what I, maybe i wasn't drunk enough for it mm. so i'll i'll get drunk and give it another shot
0: there you go yeah i on the other hand did not do that and i guess i'll do the same yeah <laughs> portuguese charlie says what is up I just want to start by saying Heavyweight Delicious was pretty dope. All those stories about brewing beer got me itching like an addict. You may not remember, but I went cold turkey back in November, but only until May. Soon. Anyway, you guys looking forward to Pacific Rim 2? I love the first one, so you bet I'll be there this weekend. Love the show. Keep it up. P.S. Fuck the Nintendo Switch. Long live Vita.
1: <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Also, <laughs> fuck Metal Gear. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it yeah, yeah i'm gonna say it you're out there I, yeah fuck metal
0: gear you were out there god damn he means it too
1: i do <laughs> you know what this is what i'm gonna do if it's available on pc if these games are available on pc i'm gonna play through every single one of them oh all the metal gear games yeah i've only played oh the one where you play as jack uh solid two yes yeah yeah Or or there's also (laughs) Revengeance. Not that one. Not that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As for Pacific Rim 2, I I enjoyed the first one. I only didn't see it in theaters, but I thought it was cool. You know, I, I feel like people kind of had too high of expectations for it. I don't know why. Like, I thought it would be a big robots punching monsters kind of movie. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I expect the same out of this next one, so I'm looking forward to it. I'll be catching it this weekend, most yeah. likely. I'm I'm gonna go
1: see it as well. Yeah, um, at 9 a.m. somewhere <laughs> as early as possible. Somewhere. There you go. That's that's the hidden tech right there. Yeah, get them early seats. Yeah, that's
0: for real. That's what I used to do with my dad. Like we would go to this theater that was way too far, way too early, but the tickets were cheap and the theaters were always empty. So
1: yeah I mean the tickets I think I've said this before but at the theater that I go to range from like seven to eight dollars yeah if you're there before noon and that's like for a new movie that's just come out yeah no
0: you can't really beat that for a new movie like yeah you can get the second run theaters
1: for like five bucks but yeah you know but for a new movie come on. That's yeah, a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, easy. Makes me actually want to buy stuff from the concession stand. Right, you've such saved, as beer.
0: You've saved so much money, you're just feeling generous now.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll,
0: you know what? I'll pay $8 for a beer. Why not? You paid $8 for a movie. Yeah. It's better than 15
1: And thanks for the compliment on Heavy Delicious, my dude. Yeah. Heavyweight Delicious.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoyed recording it, so expect some more out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Jubular asks... I I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) I hope you're Jewish. (laughs)
1: That's
0: all I'm saying. What do you guys think about the way Dragon Ball Super is ending? When do you think they'll bring it back? Yeah, I I just learned the other day, because I I talked about Dragon Ball Super ending, and then one of the listeners got at me about like, uh uh-uh, they confirmed, they're doing more. But yeah, just learned that it's not actually ending. Oh cool. Yeah. Uh they're also doing a movie which the animation preview for that looks kind of dope.
1: Uh are the what is the coloring the same? No. <gasps> okay.
0: Yeah, it's like it's simpler character like the look of it it's it's more flat, mm-hmm. but the animation's way smoother than anything you would see in the in the show. So check that out if you haven't seen it. It actually looks pretty cool. Okay. Uh but yeah, as for as for how like this last few episodes have been going, I feel like it's dragging on at this point. I'm really surprised that You mean
1: Dragon On? Yeah. It's Dragon On Super. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm a little surprised that this last episode didn't end the fight with jurin like they really made it seem like that's what they were gonna do i'm yeah i don't know it, it it could have ended a few episodes ago but you know it, it's hype at least you know we'll see we'll see what happens i was a little shocked that uh 17 didn't die
1: oh, <laughs> but man. only
0: a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah so as for when they bring it back i don't know I don't know when that's going to be. And obviously, you know, they're not going to let universe six and all the other universes get uh destroyed or erased. So, yeah, I don't really know what they're going to do with it. They can't get any bigger than this unless they like hop over to universe 11 for a tournament again or for something or, you know, I don't know what, but I don't know. Maybe Goku's the new God of Destruction. That's the new thing. I don't know. <laughs> but it'll probably be like a two season break or something like around this time next year is when we get new episodes again. Something like that. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. They're they're being a little secretive about it right now.
1: That's good. Yeah. But yeah, that does it for uh, questions. I have a question for you. What you got? You looking forward to Fully Cooly? Oh,
0: yeah. That, that trailer looked pretty good um nikki was full-on sleuthing once uh once those trailer dropped like (laughs) she she saw the trailers went straight on anime news network found all the information possible and like tested out a bunch of theories and stuff so she's real hyped for it i'm pretty hyped for it it looks good and i hope it is
1: yeah same i i actually was hoping that it was based on a manga so, I could just go read the manga instead. <laughs> I mean, like, not to say that. Yeah, I'm impatient. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, getting at. I feel that. So, I, I just, I really wanted to read that shit, but never mind. Yep. Never you mind. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. I guess to close out the show, uh, there are a few announcements. Uh, so, again, Chet and I did the Storm Riders commentary, which is dropping at the end of the month. So, we've got. Chet's part two playthrough of Shovel Knight that's up there. Yeah. We've got our joint playthrough of Super Seducer, the part one of that. It's about an hour and ten minutes of us going through that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that game's weird. Yeah, it is. It's like a weird adventure game. It's real strange. But we've got also, uh as you as the regular listeners would be aware, I am prone to edit things down for time so i don't have to spend as much time editing things and that's what i did with the destiny interview uh so the full one is going to go up on the patreon on the 25th along with the super seducer part one thing uh video for you ten dollar patrons uh five bucks for the destiny full interview Stormwriter's commentary is going up on the 31st uh outtakes going up on april 6th of next month and finally, that Brewer interview that I took that I did last year at some point is going to come out uh, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's, I've, it's probably going to come out like beginning of April. It's edited and everything, and now that we're doing heavyweight delicious, I might as well just put it out along with that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, we've got somewhere to put it now, and it won't be super weird. so that's good stuff. Chet and I are also going to be doing some form of commentary or something uh, at some point in time for <laughs> for Ghost in the Shell, the, yeah. the live action one. So that'll probably go up next month, mid next month. Look forward to
0: it. We just don't want to, you know, spam you too much. We can't can't give you too much of a good
1: thing. We got lives. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a lot of shit to do. Uh, that's that'll. There's going to be a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, at least for this month and next month. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at X real nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at
0: BushidoBrownSD.
1: Excellent. You can join the show subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Yeah. And we will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.